1: name's me, Andrea Patrick, and you are listening to another episode of PBN Style, the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you build your brand. On today's episode, I have another one of my lovely chamber friends, Miss Sharon Botello. A um, little bit more about that later, but she is here because she is the executive director for Carson's Crusader. So thank you for being here, Sharon. Thank
0: you so much for having me.
1: Alright guys, so as you know, I have a nonprofit, and I could talk about it all day, but that's not the point of this podcast. The point of the podcast is to get you guys introduced to um, the idea of philanthropy in your business because that really does play to the whole be the brand authenticity um, component of what I talk about. Because if you are a person who cares and is authentic and really wants to help someone, then it would behoove you to connect yourself and your brand to an organization that um, is doing something to help others. It just, A, it makes you feel better, right, Sharon? It absolutely does. Um, but today I wanted to talk to Sharon a little bit about Carson's Crusaders first, but then, you know, maybe she can give us some tips and tricks about how um, small businesses have worked with her in the past to help grow her awareness of the awareness of her organization so I want to dive right in you ready
0: I'm ready let's go
1: all right Sharon um tell us a little bit about Carson's Crusaders
0: sure Carson Crusaders foundation was organized and founded back in 2011 Um, our namesake Carson Richardson was an Allen resident at the age of three and a half he was diagnosed with a very rare solid tumor cancer Hmm. called hepatoblastoma Carson had a 0.9 in 1 million chance of getting what he got, oh, so goodness. very rare. Um, Carson fought for three and a half years and lost his battle with cancer at the age of seven back in 2010. Mm. Um, I was not lucky enough to get to know Carson. I, um, I came onto the foundation or, and learned about the foundation after Carson had passed. But from everybody that knew him, um, he, was a, he was a very special individual. And even when he was going through his battle— he um, he was always concerned about everybody else mm. and his legacy lives on through carson's crusaders foundation i believe that his family um, originally thought that they would build this foundation with carson that was um, the I intention see. I see. Um, but his um, his parents and his grandfather founded this organization and we help families affected by pediatric solid tumor cancer so we are reaching out and helping others that have gone through the same battle that the Richardson family went through. Um, the Richardson family is very quick to say they were very lucky to have a strong community and a strong church um, to help them as they were, were going through their cancer journey. And not everybody is that lucky. That's true. And um, And they saw that firsthand in the hospitals. They saw families that were... Um, eating off their child's plate in the hospital because they didn't have the money money, or raising their younger kids on the floor of the hospital room Mm. because they didn't have daycare for those younger kids. So a couple of things that Carson's Crusaders Foundation does. um, Our main benefit um, is we provide gas cards mm. to families that are receiving treatment in all of the DFW children's hospitals, as well as McLean Children's Hospital in Temple, Texas. Okay. So anybody that is um, being treated for a solid tumor cancer that's under the age of 18 is eligible to receive gas cards um, upwards of 800 to $1,200 a year. Wow. Wow. So um, so that's really that's a, a really important great thing that the foundation is right, doing. You
1: just said that the families are sometimes in financial distress. I mean just the medical bills alone. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't I'm thankful that I don't have a, a challenge with the child who has cancer, but the medical bills, just from the birth of my twins and that whole circumstance, each was over a million dollars.
0: Oh my goodness. So
1: had we not had insurance, and thank God it was 100% coverage at the time. That was 20 years ago, y'all. We don't get that anymore. But, you know, hate- but some people do not have the benefit of that. And then on top of that, I know for a fact, because we have had a conversation, that these families are having to travel from all over the place to get treatment. So the benefit of that gas card is so valuable.
0: Yes, and I don't think that people often think about. No, no. If you're not going through it, you don't really think about that, that need. Right. So you do think about insurance and what insurance covers, but then you think about all the things that insurance doesn't, doesn't cover. right. And it is true, we have a lot of families that are driving very long distances. If you have a child with cancer in the state of Texas, you're either being treated in Dallas or Houston.
1: Mm. So if you're so, anywhere in between, you know, that's that's the drive. Yes. A we have
0: families that drive from El Paso, wow. that drive from Lubbock. Um, and Texas is a
1: big state, guys. Just in case you're not in the area, you don't <laughs> know. You have not looked at a map lately. Texas is huge. To go from one side to the other, to go from Dallas to Houston is, what, five hours possibly? At least, yes. At least. And so if you're having to go back and forth, so God forbid you're in the middle and you have a two-hour drive one way or a two-hour drive back, that's a lot of gas. And you're having to go to the doctor frequently.
0: Frequently, frequently. There's studies that can show, um, if you're in the midst of treatment, you may have to go for chemo treatment every day for six weeks. Wow. Or you may be coming six to eight times a month wow. for treatment, depending on, on what stage of treatment you are in. So that's why we have levels the eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars a year that um that we offer in gas card assistance. is offered to any of those families that are traveling more than 100 miles Mm -hmm. each way from the hospital. Mm. And then $800 is families that are within that that 100 miles. And those are given out in $100 increments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of the great things about how our foundation is set up is the social workers and child life specialists have those gas cards on hand at the hospital. So if there were a family that were to walk into children's medical center mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. and they were diagnosed with a solid tumor cancer they could walk out with a hundred dollar gas card in their hand wow. they're not having to wait to have it mailed to them or go through an application process right. um and really there is no stipulation we don't have an income level um because what we've recognized is it doesn't matter what no, your income it level doesn't is matter. I mean,
1: it does not matter a million dollars is a lot of money to a lot of people and my daughters were just born early that did not include cancer treatments and things of that nature. So it doesn't really matter how wealthy you may be, how much money may be in your bank, you can You're gonna be affected. You are going to be affected. So so speaking of being affected, how did you become involved in the organization? So
0: um, back in probably 2012, Carson's Crusaders Foundation ran a fundraiser with the Allen Sports Association baseball um, organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, interesting story. I think sometimes God puts us in places
1: at the right time Not for the right. All the time. <laughs> all the time. People right? just don't recognize it mm-hmm. all the time, but He does it all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my um, my husband was a coach for our nine-year-old son's baseball team, mm-hmm. and for some reason, he wasn't able to go to the coaches' meeting one night, and he needed me to go and pick up the equipment, and so I head out, kids in tow, and I'm in a room with a hundred male baseball coaches (laughs) and Kimberly Richardson Carson's mom and our board president and founder got up and spoke at that meeting and when I tell you there was complete silence and not a dry Mm -hmm. eye um, I am not lying and they she got up and and stood up in front of all of those coaches and said I lost my son to cancer Mm. and I just thought ugh. Like, that's all, like, that, yeah. it is, it's a gut punch. And what I recognized is that could have been my family. Mm-hmm. Um, she had two boys and lived in Allen, Texas. I had two children. My son, who is now 16 and a sophomore at Allen High School, is the same age that Carson would be today mm-hmm. if he were still living. Wow. And you'll often hear me say, um, I get to go home and hug on my 16-year-old boy. I've heard it every day, whether he wants me to or not. Whether
1: you want to or not. Sometimes you just don't want to touch him.
0: Right. But, um, and, uh, and, and the Richardsons don't have that with Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they have built in his honor and in his legacy is something really amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are, are helping so many other families.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We touched on the gas cards. Um, the other big thing that we do is sibling support.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So yes.
0: Carson uh, Carson had an older brother, Colin. They were 23 months apart. Um, Kimberly, I've heard Kimberly say, Colin lost his person to do life with. Oh, wow. And I found that statement so impactful. Yes. Um, because they were 23 months apart, they were both boys. Yeah, they were, they t- were,
1: they were ace boon coon probably. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And when Carson passed, Colin was nine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when they started to put the foundation together and they were thinking about what is Carson's Crusaders Foundation going to be about, Kimberly asked Colin at nine years old, what do you think the foundation should be about? Mm -hmm. And without hesitation, at nine years old, Colin said sibling support.
1: Right. Because, I mean, he would know. He was probably most, I mean, obviously he was most affected and Kimberly, not probably from the perspective that we would think, right. but from the, this was my guy. This was who I was going to do life with, like his mom said. And he's no longer here, so who's there for me now?
0: Right. You know, Kimberly knew what it was like to be a mom of a child with right. cancer. She knew what it was like to um, be a mom that lost her son. She didn't know what it was like to be a nine-year-old boy right. that lost his brother. Right. And, and they thought that they were doing everything right. right Right. they felt like we're keeping him in school he's still in sports he's got his friends he's got his community they worked really hard to make sure that Colin's life was still very active and very Mm -hmm. normal Mm -hmm. but the reality is when you have a child with cancer your family life is not normal it's not and so we work very hard as a foundation to support those siblings of the cancer patients Mm. to give them a little bit of attention that maybe they're not getting um, or that they're not seeing um, as regularly that child with cancer gets so much attention um, and rightfully so Um, but we like to do fun family events throughout the year so we bring the whole family together we're actually bringing um, a bunch of family members to the Fort Worth stock show and rodeo this weekend and the whole family gets to come we throw a big party um, we really kind of roll out the red carpet, but we focus our attention on the siblings of the cancer patient mm-hmm. and um, and just giving them the attention that they deserve. And it's really, it's really great to see, and it's really great to see the cancer patient be excited for their sibling.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Uh, and have a taste of normalcy probably too, because <clears throat> typically it's like I'm at the hospital, I'm getting treatments, I'm doing this, and everybody's sort of like, all over me and but this is an opportunity for them to be a sibling and hang out with the brother or the sister and so it's for both it's a sibling thing it's not like for the one sibling that's not being treated it's for siblings to actually be together and bond in that way outside of the hospital outside of those circumstances yes
0: and the fun thing that we're starting to see as we do more of these events throughout the year is watching the bond between siblings of different families.
1: Oh yes, I could see that happening. Yeah, so there's so, other relationships because they're like-minded. They are in similar situations, and so they can have those conversations about how they're feeling as the child without the cancer and yes. the issues that they might be going through. They have someone that can relate. Right, it's that's somebody awesome. that
0: knows exactly what they're going through, whether they talk about it or they don't. Right, they're building these relationships with friends, and and I think social media nowadays is so great too, because as these siblings, the older siblings, when they, they meet can, in
1: one place, they can stay connected via social media.
0: Right, oh, we that's watched awesome. we watched families get together at Great Wolf Lodge, and then the next time we had an event at Hawaiian Falls, you see them come back together, and they're off. You know, the two girls are off and and going on the water slides, and it's fun to watch those relationships build. And not just with the siblings. We're seeing it with parents, too. And, and again, it's oh, I can see that. it's yeah. about the – you know, the program is about the sibling support, mm-hmm. but really the entire I family. Get
1: support. It's a family support system.
0: Absolutely. I
1: love that. So um, you've been the executive director as long as I've known you. So there have been – you know, we, we go to chamber together. So we, there have yes. been several fundraisers and, and – um, events where you're raising money and you're doing things of that nature. So, who do you believe is, or let me ask it this way: Do you believe um, your credibility is improved for a business, like, like as a small business, mm-hmm. when they engage in a philanthropic way? Do you think that from the outside looking in, if a small business can say, Well, we support. X, Y, and Z. Does it add to the credibility of the business, do you think? I think oh, it does, yes. I you.
0: And I think it's, it's, I think more people are wanting to do business with companies and people that are, who have phy- hearts, that have hearts, who that are philanthropic. And aren't
1: selfish. That's what I think it says. I think it says, yeah, we're trying to make a dollar, but we're trying to give part of that dollar to somebody else. We're trying to support. Someone else is not just about us. That's kind of what I think it says when I look at it. And that's just not coming from someone who has a nonprofit and wants small businesses to participate. But as a small business, I mean, you're listening to the podcast, whoever's listening to the podcast, and this is part of my business, but I'm talking to you from that perspective, from both the entrepreneur side, where I truly believe that having a connection to a, a nonprofit is valuable because it says I care about someone other than myself. Yes. But then also as a nonprofit, having worked with small businesses, I know uh, we have a certification that we're trying to get kind of open the eyes of small businesses to the idea of helping someone that's not necessarily the normal or the traditional someone that they would hire. Um, So I'm glad you agree with me on that. Yes,
0: I absolutely do. (laughs) So
1: as an executive director, what are some ways you've experienced – this idea of small business philanthropy and obviously like sponsorship is probably one but we can't do it big like small business can't do it big so no other ways
0: it, well, it's interesting because i think we, our foundation joined to the chamber the allen fairview chamber of commerce about a year and a half ago uh-huh. and we had been a foundation for about five years mm-hmm. and as a small nonprofit. I believe that we are very successful we are helping a lot of families mm-hmm. um, and obviously that's the ultimate goal right um i came on about two years ago as executive director and looked into um, working with the chamber of commerce because i did believe that i think engaging in the community and engaging in small businesses within the community is a way to grow mm-hmm. and I think what I have found is there's lots of different ways besides just donating money right. that you can help a local nonprofit.
1: All right, everybody, listen up.
0: Okay. <laughs> Go, Sharon. <laughs> so obviously donations, um, cash are donations are, you know. Welcomed, yes. They are welcomed and, uh, and um, absolutely necessary. But there are um, in-kind donations. Mm-hmm. We have a crusade run, 5K, 10K run that's coming up in April. Um, Big B Coffee last year came out and provided coffee for all of our runners um, or for all of our spectators, um, which was perfect because last year it was 36 degrees. So we're hoping for better weather this year. Um, But that was something that Big B got their name out into the community. Um, They got their name in our social media platforms and on our banners and on our T-shirt. And really, they weren't giving us money but, but they, they were gave, providing right, but they gave right
1: and they get the exposure so that's their payoff i think a Absolutely. lot of small businesses are so busy with okay if i give you if i give you one dollar i need a dollar back or something but the truth of the matter is is you you don't have to give a dollar first of all first of all like you just said you can right. you can give up your time so because i also know that some people like april hill she does a lot of volunteering for you right she's i've seen her organize like she's like yes april smith april smith yes April Smith, yeah, she does a lot of like organizing and stuff. And so you can do that. Volunteering is paramount when you're a small business. Absolutely a small, a nonprofit.
0: Our Gala in September is our biggest fundraiser of the year. And we had I wanna say we had almost ten chamber members that came out and volunteered for that event. Mm. And it was great to see more people get involved. They hear me every Tuesday morning, stand up and say, this is what I do. And this is what I need. And I'm looking for sponsorship or I'm looking for money, but for them to come out and um, help us with our silent auction tables, or April was our volunteer coordinator. So she actually coordinated getting all of those people Mm -hmm, um, set up up to show up and then where they needed to be and Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. so that I didn't I wasn't taxed with trying to do that the night of the event. Right, as
1: executive director, I mean, gosh, you've got your hands full already. So it was great. I'm sure it was. Great. I know. I mean, I'm like sitting on, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's
0: awesome. So volunteers, um, absolutely. Um, and that's just giving of your time. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the reality is some people have more time than money, mm-hmm. and some people have more money than time. Mm-hmm. We'll take both. Mm-hmm. We'll take it all. And, you know,
1: as a small business, too, um, I talk about this um, on in other areas of my business, but... We shouldn't go into things thinking that payment for our services can only come in the form of money. Because you've mentioned Big B Coffee. He was out in the community, he's a coffee shop, okay? Who goes to coffee shops but the community? So if you are out at a race and you are passing out coffee with the Big B Coffee sign on your cup, and you just hand a person a cup or you give it, you make it available for them to get at no cost. The next time they want a cup of coffee, they're gonna think, Oh, I'll have to go back to that big because I really liked his caramel, you know, brulee or whatever it is he has sometimes. Or the same holds true. April is an insurance. Yes. So she's coordinating your volunteers, but all of the volunteers that she coordinated have they can they're touching and in the presence of potential customers, but From an authentic point of view, which is where I come from, personal branding, you know, obviously you're not going to be at someone's uh, charity event trying to sell yourself. But the conversations, the getting to know people, the exposure to someone that you would not have had exposure to had you not volunteered for the specific event or whatever, that is payment. That is valuable. Yes. Not only, it's it's mutually beneficial. That's kind of what I want to say because the charity is getting the help they need wouldn't normally be able to get if you didn't give up your time or your coffee Mm -hmm. or your experience. But then the community is getting access to this person, you know, Mm -hmm. and the charity is getting, you know, the help that they need.
0: Right. And I, you know, I would say kind of to expand on that a little bit. Nonprofits, small nonprofits and small business are very similar in the fact that it's about relationships. It's about building relationships, it so is. and I think that's one thing that I have found with the chamber. Mm, that's um, a big
1: lesson I learned.
0: Yes, that's it's you know you can stand chamber. up and give a thirty second mm-hmm. spiel every you know every, every week, week, and people will hear you, mm-hmm. and people will start to notice you. But mm-hmm. it's those one on one conversations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as, the
1: getting involved. The getting involved. That's something that I recognize. It's like. I was standing up, saying a 30-second pitch for tough. And, and you know, like you said, people heard me, right? But you only get 30 seconds, first of all. So you cannot do your your organization justice in 30 yeah. seconds. Your right? passion doesn't really come out in it 30 seconds. come out in 30 <laughs> seconds. And those one-on-ones that you mentioned are great because now you're sitting down and what's going on in your business? You're showing interest in someone else, and then they're going to show interest back, and that's your opportunity to really express your passion for what it is you're doing, but the lesson I really learned was the getting involved part. Because the one-on-ones are great, you get to know people, yes, and you set the appointment, you have the coffee, you have the conversation. But if that person is having something, showing up at their something, Yes. Participating in their something, sometimes you have to buy a ticket, people, but it's about the reciprocation that comes from that. And they see that you are willing to give so then they'll be willing to give back. We can't always be the one that takes as a small as a small nonprofit. Yes, there we there is that
0: gi- there is that give and take. And how can we help? How can I help? Whether it's me personally or me through the foundation, mm-hmm. how can I help somebody else in the chamber? And how and how can they help me? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's. Is there a connection? Right. You know, for me, joining Carson's Crusaders Foundation, and I am an employee. I am, I'm the only employee of the foundation. We are mm-hmm. a mostly all volunteer. Um, and I was a volunteer for four years be- before I became the only employee. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the connection that I have a son that is the same age that Carson would be. That's what was drew me There was a relatability there, yes. And not everybody, sadly, most people have some form of connection mm-hmm. with cancer. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think most people's lives have been touched by mm-hmm. it in one way or mm-hmm. another. Um, but even if not, there's there's some connection, there's something that brings people to my organization that either makes them feel good about donating or giving of their time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about building that relationship. And maybe it's about the personal relationships that my volunteers and that that I myself am creating with people. Right. If I can, somebody else may not have a 16 year old son and they may not have a child with cancer and they may not feel the, the same form of passion mm-hmm. maybe that I do for the right. foundation, but if I can express that to somebody yes. and be able to say look what we're doing we distributed $85,000 in gas cards mm-hmm. in 2018 that's For a small nonprofit, that's huge. That's huge. That's
1: so huge.
0: Parking passes. You know, $4,000 in parking passes. You don't think about when you go to the hospital and you have to park. mm -hmm. You got to pay to park. Um, And sometimes then you leave to go pick up your other child and bring them back. is
1: that even if you can't relate to the cancer part or the sun part, you can relate to having to wait at the doctor's office. Yes. You can relate to having to pay parking whether it's at the hospital or not we can all relate to those things and so you're making a huge point and I want everyone to get it that it's a, relatability is key you if you're so okay let's just start off with the lesson so we can cuz we could talk about this all day yes so <laughs> let's just start with the small business if you're a small business and you are looking to be philanthropic in 2019 number 1 know that your being philanthropic does not mean money all the time it can mean giving of your time it can mean giving of whatever service or product you provide as an in-kind donation it can be being a champion for that organization in the community
0: absolutely so so
1: so don't get into the mindset that in order to be associated with the charity you have to always give money yes money is welcome yes we need money to run um but these things that i just mentioned are also ways that you can get involved. You can Based... put it
0: right, you could put a poster up in your business location yes. for Paint the Town Gold, which yes. is our childhood cancer awareness program. Yes. Or you could help um you could wear a gold ribbon for the month of September. Yes. And and somebody may ask, why are you wearing exactly that? Right. That doesn't cost any money? No.
1: That's um, being a champion for that organization. Um if you are a small nonprofit, what Sharon is telling you is you got to get out and don't ask all the time. Give. Give of yes. your time. Give of your experience. Participate in someone else's event. Those are lessons that she and I both have learned from being in the chamber is that we need to be involved in a relationship way. It's not about tit for tat. It's about I'm interested genuinely in what you're doing and I want to participate in it. And that person could genuinely be interested in your nonprofit. That was mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this ex- this huge exchange of of money and information. Like like it could be in their head. So if you are a small nonprofit, you know, don't always go in for the ask. Recognize that people want to see you give of your time, of your energy as well. And then also have opportunities set up. I don't know that we mentioned this specifically, but if you listen to Sharon at all. She is talking about these events that she has um, put together for the organization, but she had to know like a process of some sort so that she could have a volunteer coordinator, so that she would know how to delegate that task out. So we, I think, me especially, I have such a passion for what I do in my nonprofit that sometimes you can lose sight of the, the administrative you know, those little things that you have to be able to duplicate and share because everyone's not going to have your same level of passion. Absolutely. So I think that we've really gotten some huge lessons from sharing just talking about the organization and the things that you've done, so I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to try to go back and Mm -hmm. listen to this as I edit it so I can (laughs) write down some, like, get all the good points and juicy points that we sort of talked about. But before we go, I want to ask you, where should a small business go First of all, to look for opportunities to help in general, like if they, what what opinion or what advice would you give if they're thinking in 2019, I wanna get involved, I wanna do nothing. What would you say for them to do? But also, how can others get involved with Carson's Crusaders? So that is, those are the two questions. So
0: I will start by saying, um, if you want to get involved with Carson's Crusaders Foundation, our website is carsonscrusadersfoundation.org. We've got great information out there about ways to give, which is not just, as we mentioned before, not just money, but Mm -hmm. time and Mm -hmm. and volunteer opportunities. And we have those listed out on our website. Um, And then we have a contact us button. So when you hit that contact us button, it'll send an email to me. And I am happy to meet with anybody that uh, has some interest in in wanting to help us in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think for a small business... There's so many amazing nonprofits, even just locally mm-hmm, in the DFW mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. Find something that is relatable to your business, or find something that you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. If you have a restaurant, you know, team up with the ACO mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the Allen Community Outreach and mm-hmm. and donate meals. Meals. Um, if um, if you just have a heart for young children Mm -hmm. you know or if your business has something relatable with kids um dentist office pediatrician's office then maybe carson's crusaders foundation is a good fit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily always have to fit specifically with your brand i think that's a good place to start Mm -hmm. um you know if you're a small business get involved with your local chamber that's because I idea. will tell you that we took a chance you know as a small nonprofit and you're thinking oh membership and right, that costs right, money to be right, involved and right. um, I would do it again over and over and over again because the benefit um, has been far so great the cost. Yeah, it does. absolutely. Yeah. and and it's find those relationships, find those people and build those relationships and and continue to do that yes um, because I think that's important you can't just you can't just say it once and then think that it's going to stick. It's, right, you know. And and for nonprofits, um, you know, donors are are somewhat cyclical. You know, you can that's true. That's you can true. get into a situation where you're five or six years into your nonprofit, and you kind of start to feel donor fatigue, mm-hmm. right? So if you're not bringing new people in exactly, um, constantly, it's kind of like the hamster on the wheel. You've got to mm-hmm. always keep moving and keep. Um, recognizing your your value mm-hmm. and and letting other people know your value and and the passion in what you're doing you gotta get out
1: there and get on your grind that's what i'm that's you thing. know because we get can't grind.
0: we can't help families going through cancer if we don't have the amazing um donors that are that are contributing to our right. foundation that's i can't right. do this isn't about me right
1: exactly right i know I would be remiss, guys, if I did not mention the Unique Friends Foundation because that is also another opportunity to get involved. We work with individuals who have special needs, helping them understand the soft skills of employment. You guys know what that means. You've all gone out to try to find a job and grow in your job and work with people, and those are skills that they don't necessarily know. Um, But we also work with employers, helping them understand how to hire those individuals. And so the reason I'm so passionate about being a champion for other nonprofits as well as my own is because I know that it takes a community standing up and saying you need to recognize this this is an issue and I am coming to get my dry cleaning and I have this sign I want you to put it up in your window or I love your pizza but you're not doing anything and this could be done put this you know call this organization because they've got someone to help you that's what being a champion is all about wearing the red ribbon like you mentioned um, that is being a champion in your community. So whether you are, like Sharon said, looking for, uh, looking to help small children, that could be your passion. Whether you're looking to help individuals with special needs, if that's your passion. Maybe um, fashion is your thing, and you need to work with moms, single moms who want to get jobs. You know, yes. you've got Dress for Success. Those types of, those are good, valuable, Uh, things that you could do to help these organizations if those are your passions that's kind of like sharon said that's where you can start just start with what you love and then go to what you know because sometimes being involved is about wanting to give of this talent you have to someone if you're a graphic designer we all need graphic designers
0: we all need marketing help in some way shape or form (laughs)
1: exactly if you are a social media expert who knows anything <laughs> about Facebook ads and Instagram ads and Pinterest ads, Sharon and I are waiting. We're here. We're ready. south Waters. <laughs> We're right down the hall from one another. So, um, yes, guys, this is the perfect opportunity. We are at the beginning of the year. If you are a small business, start thinking about giving. Think about sharing yourself, your time, your energy, your money, your talent with an organization that is trying to do something to help someone else. That is like the best thing you can do to do something different to get a different result. You know? That's yes. like the best thing that you can do. Sharon, thank you so much for being on this show. Thank I you. I really appreciate this it. This was fun. Guys, below the podcast you will see everything you need to know about Carson's Crusaders and how to connect with them. I'll put one little link about tough in there because, you know, I cannot. We're talking about nonprofits, <laughs> for crying out loud. Um, but then also, if you have any questions or comments about what you're doing currently to help in your community, leave a comment below. We want to know. Um, and then also be sure to subscribe to PBN Style. We are doing great things here, talking to people about their personal branding and how they are getting out and connecting clearly, consistency, and authentically in their area. Have a great week, guys.
0: Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AFPatrickConsult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AFPatrick, and Instagram at AFPatrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.